Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after-party for people who need just a little bit more. We're two friends, Jason and Steph, and we aren't ready to sleep on all things pop culture. Welcome to Kick-Ons, because the party's not over. The night is young, no we're not done. Party back at ours, everybody's welcome to the kick-ons. You're welcome. Press record on this. Oh, we... Oh, okay, cool. I've got garage band up. That was my oh, era. I see, I see. No, that should be fine. Okay. All right. All, All right. right. Let me know when you're ready. Okay. Get rid of this. I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one. Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after party for people who want just a little more pressure. Oh, look at it. It's down on me. It is. Oh, no. I actually think I feel stressed. I'm not going to lie. I actually yeah. think I feel stressed. I do. That's um, thank you for all the comment last week about um, feeling <laughs> feeling good that you heard about pressure versus stress. Um, wow. Who commented that? Tom. Anon. Anon. Oh, yeah, nice. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for all the comment we got. It was like, it was just really nice to uh, hear that we're making a difference in your lives. Um, But pressure. Yeah. It's, I I can't remember if we talked about this and it's so boring, but like the end of this year feels the worst ever, I think. Oh my god. I I don't think we've talked about this. Oh. <laughs> like I just feel like I've run out of fucks to give about most things. Wow. And but that's <laughs> a powerful place to be. Like that Ugh. you are yeah. a woman who has no fucks to give. Like watch out world. <laughs> she is coming for you. She is getting her way no matter what. Like Mm, I feel like that's a different interpretation than how I actually feel. I see. And when you say you have no fucks to give, you mean like I'm closing the curtains and they are not opening until the year is uh, over? That's how a little bit. Mm, mm-hmm. I don't know. If anyone else out there can relate, the pressure is on. The pressure is on. The pressure is on. I actually have to come clean. Yes. I I have not I have not prepared for this episode at all, not even a little bit. But I wanted to show up because I know that it makes me feel better being here. Yeah, that's you great. know. Thank you, thank you for that. Yeah, I want to show up for you, and I want to show up for our fans, all nine yes. of you out there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was it nine? It was on. Um, we have nine people who are on oh, the top. Oh, nine top, top fans. Top fans. Oh, we were yeah, on nine their top, top fans. fans. Yeah, all nine of you. 
But in to be saying honest, that, so this is this is our Spotify wrapped for those of you who are unsure what the hell is going on. For those Ooh. of you who are just like, what are they talking about? Like, we are here too. We sometimes forget there are other people in the room, don't we? <laughs> well, we know. We've we've remembered. We remembered that yes. it is. Isn't there that saying where um, once there's more than seven people in a room, it's like hard to have a conversation something? Uh, okay, it's not a saying. <laughs> not a saying, but it's like someone told us that once, remember? Someone told us that there was like a, a statistic that mm. if you have more than, and it wasn't seven or was it five, but I can't, I think it was well, maybe it was seven. Anyway, somewhere between five and seven people, you can't hold the conversation and it always breaks out into two conversations. Oh, and remember, we yes. would be like waiting for the fifth, sixth or seventh person to arrive and then we'd watch as the conversation slowly broke into groups. Yeah. And then, oh my God. And if you're in the wrong group, like if, you, if you com- you're conversing with people and then suddenly you get split off from the people that you want to be conversing with, Oh, that happens to me all the time. I'm too much of a pushover. <laughs> oh my god, the chair. Oh, I miss. I'm just just pushing you over. <laughs> Andrew Scott was on Chicken Shop. Uh, so, uh, okay, Amelia Delamelia. Yes. Um, yeah, Chicken Shop date. She hosted like the GQ Men of the Year Awards red carpet. Yes. On their TikTok. And she interviewed Andrew Scott, a.k.a. the Hot Priest from Fleabag. The Hot Priest from Fleabag, yeah. And he was like, they were talking, I can't remember how it came up, but they were talking about how, like, there's sometimes that moment in life when you're, like, talking to someone that you don't really want to be talking to and you can, like, see your friends having so much fun on, like, the other side of the room and you're just like, oh, my God. And I was like... That is such a visceral. I felt that in my bones. Yeah, I've had I know that happen exactly so many times, like. and you're like, and they're all laughing about something, and you don't know what they're laughing about. Yes, and you're just standing there, being like, "No way, uh huh, yeah, no way." But then he said that his way to get out of it was to ask the person if they know where the bathroom is. That's a way to get out of a conversation. But what if it's in the opposite direction to your friends? I guess it at least gets you out of the conversation. Do you have to go to the bathroom once you ask someone where's the bathroom? Like, do you feel obligated just to go? Even if you don't need to, do you have to just walk in the room and then stand there for a little bit and then turn around? I I think so. Or would you... Okay, so you've just said, like hey, excuse me, where's the bathroom? And someone has told you, and so then you go to the bathroom. Do you feel obligated to do the whole whole nine yards? Like, are you going in? Are you you going into the cubicle? Are you putting (coughs) down pants? Are you sitting there while you don't need to pee? And I don't think so. Okay. I'm just wondering how far you felt like you had to go while you were lying to this person just so you could go and see your friends. I would, like, maybe wash my hands if I felt like that was something I needed to do. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's such a good thing to do. And see, I, to, I, to be honest, I'd probably go and pee. I'd just pee. Yeah, yeah, you'd probably need to. 
I probably would need to. <laughs> Sorry. It would be I helpful. Would need to. I actually would need to pee. That's actually why I do it, why I need to pee at all times, just in case I need to get out of a conversation so I'm not lying. So true. So you can call me a faggot, but you can't call me a liar. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, actually speaking, oh, no, that's a bad oh. transition. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wait, were you going to talk about how Queer Eye's splitting up? Oh, but we can, we should. Well, Bobby, Bobby has decided to leave Queer Eye after, what, like five seasons or however many they've done. Yeah, heaps. Heaps, yeah. And that officially makes him the ginger spice of the Fab Five. But the controversy around this is now it is coming out that the, the Fab Five really did not get on off camera and people are all coming out anyone like a friend of a friend of a friend someone who knew someone who dated one of the fab five someone who saw who told someone in the fab five where the bathroom was is coming out and has an opinion on how much the fab five did not get along the thing is i just have to say that if you're already invested in the fab five we've been knowing this I have known yeah. this, but it's interesting that it's coming out now. Yeah, coming out in a big way. I really hope that Bobby does his own Reno show. show. Yeah. That would be cool. I mean, I loved all the memes that were just like, yeah, of course Bobby's t- quitting. Like, he's so tired from holding up the whole show on in his two hands, you know? Yeah, he does. <laughs> but the, the, woman. the divide is that um, basically Karamo and Bobby don't really feel like the other three liked them or included them. Interesting. And, and Karamo and Anthony had like a thing. Not not a thing, but like a a thing where they really didn't get on. Like, they yes. didn't talk to each other for ages. Yeah. And apparently that's... they called their three of them the plastics. But I don't know oh. if that's true. <laughs> but I did that's read it on Dumois. When... It's always funny when a group of friends are called the plastics. I reckon you just <laughs> go with it. Like... Where the hate is hate. Hate, I mean, hate, not hate, if you're hate, actually hate, being hate. mean, though. Fully, like, come on, come on! It's it's the Fab Five. Like, how could you? Um, but what know. were you? What was your transition? Going to <coughs> I was going to lead into my first sip. So, weekend, I gathered with some of the girls in Wellington, and. We kind of have had these annual moving watching days, but we've actually only done two. So we did one last June and one this week. And I remember that because it was like the day after my a, a, a breakdown, essentially. And um, it was the first time I'd eaten meat in two years. So I remember it fondly. Um, and <laughs> I watched a film called Stonewall, which was set in the time of Stonewall, obviously, but filmed in the 90s. And 
it was basically about um a group of like it's just a snapshot of a group of friends around that time working at Stonewall and the beginnings of the uprising of that movement for gay rights but and you should watch the movie it's really cheesy it kind of feels like you're watching a high school play but there's also like some great lip syncs and it's cute but what I actually wanted to recommend was a podcast called Making Gay History which one of the um, movie watchers recommended on our chat and it's and I particularly have just listened to the Stonewall episodes, but it's this older man and he has all this amazing um, interview footage. Is that the word you'd use from Mm -hmm. back in the eighties? He interviewed like all these people who were around in the late sixties and seventies who fought for like the, I guess the, all the the right for all the I don't know how to say this. He Queer liberation. For, yes, thank you. He and um well the people that he interviews did. And it was quite amazing because even one of them he was like it's funny that he interviewed them like years later and they were so invested in it. They were around it but they actually weren't there on the night of the riots, but they had kind of like their memory was so intense and all muddled in the like months following that they thought they were. Like they remembered that they were there, but they weren't. It's real crazy. But yeah, wow. I think it's really cool. That's it pressure. Comes... That is pressure. <laughs> that is pressure. The situation must that... have just been so <laughs> mental. Mm. And like he interviews Marsha P. Johnson and all this, um, these other people who, yeah, we're just really groundbreaking in that movement. And I think it's interesting because it's something that I, like, you know, know a tiny bit about, but kind of finding out more about how the group started to form that would march to, you know, wherever, like City Hall or whatever, and the kind of measures they took to make themselves be heard. They really, like, dressed themselves down when they went to march, like, in the very beginnings, and they would meet and they would have, like, group, um, they would have people come in to, like, talk to the group, and some of them might be, like, aligned with them and some of them might not have been, and it was all about, like, learning about everyone's views so that they could, like, fight for what they believe was right. And that's, yeah, it's really crazy. So making gay history. It's interesting that you talk about history because I watched a TikTok last night of Jacinda Ardern speaking to some of the students at Harvard, I believe, Um, and one of the students asked her the question, what is something that you did in office that you are proud of that you don't often get to talk about? And she said that um, in New Zealand, it's not compulsory to learn New Zealand history. So while she was in office, she made it compulsory for... uh, I guess, like, year 12 or 11 or whatever, whenever you're supposed to be learning about Tudor England, that you have to learn about New Zealand history. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know a thing about New Zealand history, really. And so then I Googled, like, New Zealand history, the history (laughs) of New Zealand. And it took me to this page on the BBC 
that was literally like um, 1,200 to 1,300 uh, the... Māori arrived to New Zealand, and then it skipped all the way to 1600, the 1600s, when uh, someone Dutch saw New Zealand Mm. and named it New Zealand after the Dutch place, the place in Holland. Um, And I was like, what happened in those years? What happened between 1300 and 1600? Yeah. Like, literally, what happened? So... Anyway, the reason I've been a bit um, stressed and not yes. under pressure, maybe I, is it pressure? We, you, we'll decide at the end. Yeah. <laughs> is it stress or is it pressure? No. <laughs> is it stress or is it pressure? Is that when I got home from Japan, I was told that I had to move out of my flat in three weeks. Yeah. three weeks to move out of my flat and I've been very um I've been very positive about it but yes. um while I have three weeks to move out of my flat I'm also working almost every day like I have just worked uh eight days in a row and mm. I'm also in the studio and um I gotta keep up your skincare routine gotta keep up my skincare routine <laughs> and I just found out that I don't have any holiday pay. So (laughs) I just got paid a very small amount of money to move out of my house and do everything. Um, But anyway, so I just went to a flat viewing before I jumped on here and it went very well. And the flat... She gave me a podcast to, that I have not listened to yet, but that she recommended to me because I was saying I don't know a thing about New Zealand history. And it's called um, History of Aotearoa New Zealand Podcast by Thomas Rillstone. And there are lots of episodes, all little half-hour snippets. And she, just based on a, her opinion on a gorgeous angel who I just met who I hope picks me to live in her house, if you mm. happen to be one of the nine, one of the top nine. <laughs> um, she said it was great. And she learned a lot about New Zealand history listening to this podcast. There's some some episodes are half an hour, some are an hour. But if you want to know more about New Zealand history, there is a podcast waiting for you because the BBC <laughs> they ain't going to help. They no, want you to learn say, about Tudor England. Exactly. Did she say that there's like pieces about the gap like between... 1,300 and Yes, she said there's whole bits about just the flora and fauna of New Zealand and, like, how that came oh, to be. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. So very interesting. I know interesting. some people that into it. <laughs> Apparently. Some of the, the top nine. The guy, um, Thomas, is someone who used to work for Doc and he was very into um, tuatatas. So there's even, like, a lot of... Uh, to a Tata chat. So cool. Yeah, I was really hoping to see one at Zealandia. You didn't get to see one? No, they're a bit shy. And it, I've I think one. it wasn't sunny I've enough. I've seen one at Zealandia. Have you been to Zealandia? Yeah, I have. And I saw a Tuatata there. Oh, was it cool? It was so cool. I couldn't believe I was looking at it. I was like, whoa. Because someone who worked at Zealandia just called me over, like, while I was strolling past and was like, come here. And I was like, what did Pressure. I do wrong? Pressure. And <laughs> then they pointed out to Atara. They were like, it's right there. Yeah. yeah but Honestly. They were actually, like, it's right there. And I was like, I can't see it. 
I can't see it. And they were like, it's right there. Yeah. And I was like, you're going to need to show me. And then I finally saw it. Oh, so good. The Zealandia TikTok is actually really lit. I bet. I will start following them. It's really, really lit. Oh, remember during lockdown, COVID lockdown, when Zealandia just like took over Wellington City and they were just like Kiridu and what's those other birds? Tui? Yes, Tui, but I'm thinking of a parrot that is a bit no. dangerous, a bit mischievous. Kia, Kia. I'm thinking of Kia. I. I don't know if there are Kia in Wellington. Are there Kia at Zillinia? Oh my god, Ollie's going to be losing his shit. Right 100%. Now yelling at I think there's 100% Kia in Wellington, and they were they were perching all around Wellington City during lockdown because it was so quiet. Are, are you sure it wasn't the Kaka? I'm not sure. And I would love to know the difference. Because. <laughs> we tk and i went like walking and we thought we saw a kia yes but it was a kaka yeah i'm pretty sure oh my god i think i'm thinking of a kaka i think it's a kaka i saw a kaka at wait let me check my camera roll kaka versus here oh my god it comes up straight away we're not the first ones to google this and we won't be the last <gasps> kaka are smaller olive brown and very rarely seen above the timber line they excavate the wood of live trees okay i'm thinking of a kaka for sure they do look very similar yeah so they've got to be from the same family right? it's an easy mistake to make ollie <laughs> <laughs> I think Kia only when did, when did I go to Zealandia? Um the Kia only I'm pretty sure only are in certain parts of New Zealand and they are very naughty. Yeah, they're very, very naughty. Um would you like to know something that came out today that is Oxford I guess it was Oxford Dictionaries? word of the year i would love to know what the word of the year is oh i wonder if i could guess it okay yeah let's try that so this is um yeah oxford's 2023 word of the year do you want me to tell you what other words were nominated but didn't win yeah i would love that in third place in third place situationship classic that's a great word De-influencing and Swifty. Was the f- number they one? Were the- no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. That was for oh. that. That was the, the top five. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Okay. I don't so, know wait. if you're going to know this word. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if you're like on this side of TikTok. Okay. But it's definitely related to TikTok in a way. It's a it's something that you would say about a person. Um in a in a nice way? Yes, it's positive, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's positive. Okay. I don't know. I, I has have no idea. Okay, the word 
is Riz. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I have. <laughs> I'm not on that side of TikTok because I every time it comes up, I'm like, I don't know what you're meaning. Do you know what it means? No. Okay, good. So Riz is short for charisma. So if you've oh, got wow. Riz, you've got charisma, and you've got style, charm. You're attractive, or you can get the ladies. Riz. How do you say it? How do you say it? Like- oh my god, he was <laughs> no. I was about to say he was so full of Riz. <laughs> I think you'd be like, he's got guys got Riz, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Because, like, how do you? You can't. You can't use full words leading up to the word Riz, right? Like that handsome young man has Riz. Yeah, yeah. He just had a lot of riz, you know. Yes. Can yeah. You, he rizzed me up. Can you can you say rizzed? He, um, maybe. I felt the riz. I felt the riz. Wait, actually, they were talking about it on RNZ, mm-hmm. and they did say it can be used as a verb and a noun. Nice. Um, let's see what they're saying. Oh my god, beige flag was one of them as well. That's so funny. Have you taken up smoking to fund tax cuts? Yeah, I have. I haven't, but actually I did have pseudoephedrine on my list to talk about because I think I'm going to get back into it. Is it already on the shelves? I'm not sure, actually. Actually, in saying that, I read this really sad article today that – so. The reason why it got taken off the shelves in like 2006 mm. was because, like, was John Key Prime Minister in 2006? Do you think that tracks? It kind of been 2016, could it? No. Anyway, in the early 2000s, mid early 2000s, because it's an ingredient in methamphetamine. Yeah. And so, and there used to be lots of ram raids on pharmacies for people to come and steal the pseudoephedrine. So the pharmacies oh. are now worried that that's going to start happening again. And that made me really sad to think about and way less worried about my pharmacies. But that is just happening so much at the moment anyway with vape stores. I feel so mm-hmm. sorry for the people that work there. Um, the Prime Minister in 2006 was Helen Clark. Okay, so maybe it was like 2010. Yeah. I can go back on RNZ. I saw it. Oh, from 2008 to 2016. 12 years ago. 2009. Look at the first photo that comes up of John Key. He's such a goober. If you want a little giggle, love, right now, just Google John Key. God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I reckon he chose that photo himself. Probably. You can you can pay for that, right? Yeah, you can. Um, we need to talk about sorry, I haven't done like the segments. I know that's probably gonna stress people out, but we're here. <laughs> but we've arrived in your ears. Yeah. Um, 
We need to talk about this whole Taylor Swift Dumois tree pain situation. Okay, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Okay. So, basically, so tree pain is Taylor Swift's publicist, right? I just want to put it out there that I actually thought tree pain was, like, a joke. Like, kind of like poot, in a way. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't know tree pain was a real person. And I've seen tree pain talked about for years on Twitter and I thought that it was like a made-up person, that people were just like joking about true pain. So <laughs> over the weekend, to find out she's Taylor's publicist was like a really big shock for me. Yeah. But basically, Taylor Swift last week released You're L- Losing Me from the Vault, from her Midnight's album, and Jack Antonoff, her often collaborator um doesn't make sense but it's okay um posted a picture and commented in the caption that, <laughs> oh no jason i'd like to better when the cameras were off sorry um, <laughs> i just was not expecting you to say poots <laughs> it's the only example i could think of is like a not real celebrity, but that people talk about. <laughs> oh, God. R.I.P. Poop. Um, and so Jack Antonoff posted in his caption that the song was actually written in 2021. And people were stunned because the song is very clearly, most likely, about her relationship with Joe Orwin. They broke up earlier this year. And to find out it was written in 2021 was shocking. So people were then submitting or chatting to the Instagram account Dumois, who is like this gossip girl type page and um, on Instagram that people submit blind items to and they repost. And she, Dumois, had posted quite a while ago that Joe and Taylor had some sort of ceremony, whether it was a real legal marriage or not, like a few years ago, and that so it can't be that it was about Joe if it was written in 2021 because that was around the time of the supposed um, ceremony. She reposted her like initial blind that she'd posted, say, a year ago. And then Tree Payne got involved and was like a screenshot of what Dumois had posted and basically said, I'm sick of seeing this. There was never a marriage and you should be held accountable for the pain and trauma that you, that posting things like this brings. Or something similar around those lines, which was kind of awkward because then Dumois was like pain and trauma, very interesting considering someone just died at a Taylor Swift concert, which is a little bit. So mm. I guess the question is, do we think they were ever married? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that she wanted to get married. Yes. And 
He didn't. Also, I feel like a relationship can be over a long time before it's actually... Like, even if she, it would, like, they broke up last year, she announced it this year, but maybe in her head and heart it was over when she wrote that in 2021. Maybe that was her realisation. Maybe she didn't realise until she wrote that song. Yeah, true, true. Oh, I I don't think that they were ever married, but I also th- thought that I read that she, Dumois, had suggested that Taylor Swift might have had a miscarriage or an abortion at some point as well. And I think... Oh. I think potentially that was why Tree Payne was getting so, like, annoyed at Dumois spreading oh. these lies. Because that's what I... F- Maybe, is that pain and trauma? Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah, like, obviously it is, but I'm wondering if that it's, they're talking about that, not just, like, a, a wedding that never existed. Yeah, I think potentially either could be both. Yeah. I think, I think for people to continue talking about Taylor's relationship with Joe, and like even now, it's just like she'd be a little bit over it. Yeah, a bit redundant. In saying that, you're losing me if you haven't listened to Taylor Swift's new song. It's amazing, and I actually wish that it had made the original cut of Midnight's. Like it. It's, yeah. a, it's a song that should be on Midnight's, and I'm so glad it's on streaming services now because, ooh, but I can understand if it is about Joe that why yes. she wouldn't have wanted to put it on the record because she wasn't ready for him to, like, hear it. Maybe it was a, um, maybe it was too painful. Yeah, pain and trauma. No pressure. Yeah. Trauma. Yeah, and that's that on that. Anything else to chat about before we um, say the mantra? Have you? I mean, it might be over now, but were you watching Drag Race UK? Yes, I just finished it. Um, I need to get back in. Oh, well, I won't spoil it for you, but it was such a good season of Drag Race, and the winner has been crowned. Uh, And I think the correct winner... Uh, the top, the final three were all really uh, incredible, and either one of them could have won, and they will all go on to have really incredible careers. Um, oh. And I would highly recommend it. It's on TV and Z on demand. It's free. You can go oh, watch cool. Drag Race. Like, if you're not into Drag Race, like, it's just it literally brings me so much comfort. I actually went and saw a play at. Q Theatre, that uh, gorgeous girl Natasha, Steph's cousin Natasha, was stage manager of, and it was all about heartbreak. It was called Heartbreak Hotel. If you ever get a chance to see it, if it's it's near you, I would go see it. Super relatable if you've ever been through a breakup um, or Mm. watched someone go through a breakup. And there was this part that talks about, like, how – you can just suddenly like listen to a song over and over and over and over again when you're going through a breakup or just like watch hours and hours and hours of like one TV show just like while you're just like not feeling like yourself. And Drag Race, that's what I did. Like I when I mm. first started going through my breakup, like right at the beginning, all I would do is like go to work and then watch Drag Race. I just watched every season right from the beginning. And... I'm glad I had that. Good. You know? And so I'm just saying, 
They loved you back to life. I watched on the plane, I watched that movie that Celine Dion's in. It's called Love Again. um, And it is starring... Priyanka? Yeah, Priyanka. So starring Priyanka Chopra um, and Celine Dion's in it. And then some guy who I didn't know, Sam. Anyway. Yeah, I watched, I watched that and Celine just like gives the performance of a lifetime. Oh my God. I wonder how they got her. Like it's just. Well, because it's all based on her music. So it's kind oh. of like, a, it's not really a musical, but it's like her songs are the through line to the storytelling. <laughs> it's very oh camp. My God. It's very I need camp. to watch this. Yeah. It's giving holiday film for sure. Good. Yeah. We've got our Christmas tree up. Fabulous. I've watched The Princess Switch. Oh, good. Good. Just the first one? Just the first one, but I will be watching two and three at some point. I've actually been meaning to tell you that I think of you every time I hear Dua Lipa's Houdini, because I think it sounds like you when she says Houdini. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's such a compliment. You know, like I can yeah. so imagine you saying it. Houdini. The so I've joined a Dua Lipa text thread. So some mornings I wake up and Dua Lipa has texted me. Like this morning I woke up and she said, Over three week oh, over three weeks of Houdini. Just <laughs> just wanted to send you a message to say thank you so much for listening. It feels good to be back. And then this gorgeous photo of her. Wow, is that on WhatsApp? This is on WhatsApp. I've never replied. I wonder if she um, gets the replies. But Imagine she doesn't, <sighs> but it will go through. But how fab is that? You it? never know. It's amazing. Yeah. Just wake up that to text That's what Be Real like, could have become. I know. Rest in peace. Like... I know. Shall we say the mantra? Yeah, we should. 2001, 2008. There ain't a song that we hate. That we hate. Okay, I'll go first. Yeah. So, I heard the song recently at an op shop. And honestly, I didn't find anything at the op shop, but I thought it was worth it just to hear this song. The song came out six years, three years before John Key was the Prime Minister of New Zealand in 2003. And that song is Life for Rent by Dido. You're really going (laughs) through it, aren't you? (laughs) And I just learned goodbye. Oh, it's so good, though. It's so good. will forever remind me of being at, like, your dad's house. Oh, yeah? watching the Dido Live concert on that TV, on DVD. Did we do that? Did we do that? Oh, we did that. Was that when the pumpkin soup party? Oh, you weren't there for that. (laughs) Sorry. I forgot there was a time when you weren't in the group. <laughs> I was in the group. I just, I was busy. The trauma. Yeah, you were busy. Yeah, picking I was peas, busy probably. picking peas. Um, not the time the pumpkin soup farted. I don't know what time oh. it was, but we watched Dido <laughs> together. Amazing. We should do it again. Yeah, it was good. It was 
Amazing. Um, I actually have a song. I've actually been listening non-stop this week to Janet Jackson. And I just like... Janet Jackson is amazing. And I don't really know her that well, like, other than her hits. But she... The bangers just go so, so hard. So I will be adding, I really hope it's not on the playlist already, but I will be adding All For You by Janet Jackson. Nice. Um, and if it is on the playlist, I would, <laughs> if it's not, if it's already there, I would like to add Someone To Call My Lover, which is so Ooh. good. So good. You know this one? Someone? Sounds like Chris Evans song. If this is if this is title, I would have followed. You know it? No, I don't think so. But maybe I will. I will be listening to that my bus ride tomorrow morning. Yes, honestly, highly recommend. Someone to call my lover is really good, but I will be adding all for you, which is like the classic. Um, yeah, it's so funny. I'm more of a together again kind of gal. Oh, that's a huge hit too. Huge hit. Yeah. She's got so nice. many. She's honestly so, so good. Like, have a She's Janet prolific. Jackson moment. She's prolific. And I just like, and I know people talk about how prolific she is all the time, but like, I didn't know until this week when I've just been listening to her obsessively. I love that for you. Me too. Also, me too. every time someone tells me that I need to think about having a baby soon, I say, Janet Jackson had one at 50. Oh, <laughs> you're okay. Who? <laughs> it's just one person. Well, okay. you should you should dump him. <laughs> so good. Like, Janet Jackson had one at 50. What is this? I've got years. Well, that is us for another week. And we will be right here next week again um, serving Riz. Serving Riz. Serving Riz. I feel like it's like nearly time for like a wrap up of the year. And like maybe some like 2024 vision board stuff. Ooh, okay. That would be fabulous. Okay. Well, is that next week's episode, do you think? I think so. Should we chat about it off air? (laughs) (laughs) i was just looking at the dates i was so we've got the 12th and the 19th basically we've got two more episodes this year and then we're we're going on holiday not that we've taken any holidays this year no what see that's why i don't have any fucking holiday pay (laughs) it makes no sense makes no sense um but we will be here next week to potentially, we'll talk about it off here, but maybe yeah. do a little wrap up of the year and set some goals um, and wishes for next year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Can't wait. Lots of love. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> talk soon. Kakite. Okay,